Hey everyone, welcome to Tom French Preaching. This is the podcast of me, Tom French, preaching, just like the title says. I'm a guy who lives in Melbourne and does Bible talks for youth and other people around Australia and all over the internet. I'm also the author of Weird, Crude, Funny and Nude, The Bible Exposed, the very best book that I have ever written. For more information about my book or to see what else I've been up to, go to my website, tomfrench.com.au. And with that, let's get on with the talk. Okay, so I'm going to do uh, an experiment with you all. And uh, so I need you to do some imagining. We are going to imagine that we are all in a relationship with one person, with a person, not with, not with the same person, with a person. Uh, we're going to call this person Alex. So if you are dating someone or you're married now, uh, just pretend they don't exist. Imagine that maybe you're younger or older and you're dating Alex. And uh, Alex, we're saying Alex because it's a gender neutral name. If anyone here is called Alex, uh, I apologize. It's not this Alex, it's a different Alex. And it could just be really funny that you're dating, Alex is dating Alex, and they're like, aha, it's Alex and Alex, it's the Alex show. So think about that part as you ship yourself with Alex. Now, uh, I want you to imagine you're dating Alex, and things have been going really, really well. You've been dating for about three months. Alex is very, very good looking. Like, I know we're, we're not superficial people, but Alex is like, like the, the hottest person you have ever seen. And you're like, wow. I've hit the jackpot with this person, but also they've got, you know, I, I really care about their heart as well. So you're really excited about Alex. Things are going pretty well. Uh, but then Alex says to you, you know what? I've, we've been together for a while now and uh, I don't really like your mum. So, so I'm not... I'm not going to come over to your place anytime when your mum is there. So you can come over to my place, that's fine, we can go out together, but if your mum is around, I'm not going to be around. Alright? Who, at this stage, is going to break up with Alex? Like, I've had enough of Alex. Alex is done. Ah, a few of you. Who's sticking with Alex? Oh, yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. Alright. Okay, let's keep going then. Some of you have broken up with Alex, so you don't need to keep imagining this. Uh, But, so Alex has had enough of your mum, but things keep going for a while. But then Alex comes to you and says, "Uh, actually, I'm a little concerned uh, that I don't actually know what goes on in your life when we're not together. So, what I would like is I would like full access to your phone at all times. I want, I want to be able to, I want to be signed into your cloud. I want to be able to see all your pictures. I want to be able to read all your messages. I want to know where you are at all times. Who is breaking up with Alex now? All right. Who are, who's still with Alex? <laughs> all right, great. So now, some of you are still with Alex. Not many, but, but uh, you know, the, you've given Alex all the access that they want. And, but, but then there was this, this week, and which then turns into a month, which then turns into like two months, where Alex 
just talks about Alex all the time. Never asks you how you are, never wants to hear about your day, never gets excited about what's going on in your life. It's just Alex, 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 Alex. Who is now like, that's it. I'm sick of Alex. We're breaking up. <laughs> and who's sticking with Alex? <laughs> There's about four of you still sticking with Alex. All right. Now, last, the last one. So now <laughs> Alex doesn't like your mom. Alex has full access to your phone. Alex just talks about Alex all the time. It's all Alex. And then one day you come home and you find that Alex has turned up at your house before you get there. And Alex is like, hey, how's it going? And you're like, good. And you're like, you know how Alex is like, you know how I really love your pet cat? And you're like, yes. I love your pet cat, the greatest cat I've ever met. I love your cat. I love your cat so much that I cooked your cat and I ate it. Who? Who's breaking up with Alex because Alex ate your cat? All right. Who is still with Alex? Oh, this seems like there's more people. They've resurrected their relationship because Alex ate the cat. Oh, that's wonderful. All right. If you are... Uh... <laughs> that's not a true story. Let me encourage you, though. If ever you find yourself in a relationship with someone like Alex, you should break up way before they eat your cat. <laughs> That's just a little bit of relationship advice for you. Now, I did that little Alex experiment with you because uh, tonight we're thinking about a breaking point. And at what point do you break off a relationship? And not a romantic relationship, but actually what point do you break off a relationship with Jesus. Because what we see in this story, there are some people who have been hanging out with Jesus for a while. They've been following Jesus for maybe a few months, maybe even for a year. They've been with Jesus for a while. And then Jesus says some things which they say, that is too far. You have gone too far, Jesus. We are done. And then they leave Jesus. They get to their breaking point, And so they leave him. And the question for us is going to be, what is our breaking point? So let's have a quick look at the passage. It says, on hearing it, many of the disciples said, this is a hard teaching, who can accept it? What is the hard teaching? The hard teaching is that Jesus said that he was the bread of life and that you can't look anywhere else for life except in him. Jesus said that he has come to the will of his father. He said that he has showed that he is greater than Moses, that everything in the Old Testament uh, that, that has been prophesied or that has been symbolized through the Passover has been pointing to Jesus. Jesus has put himself in a very significant spot. And people have heard this about Jesus and heard his teaching and seen how it goes against the stuff that they've been brought up understanding and they don't like it. And so they're like, this is too hard. And what does Jesus do in response? Jesus says, does this offend you? Then what if you see the Son of Man ascend to where he was before? 
The Spirit gives life. The flesh counts for nothing. The words I have spoken to you are full of the Spirit and life. Yet there are some of you who do not believe. Jesus doesn't back down. He just goes harder. He just goes, all right, you don't like that. Well, guess what you also won't like? He just keeps going. And, and this is like the opposite of how we think that maybe, you know, Jesus should behave or people should behave when you're trying to encourage them to, to do something which you think is good for them. Like, have you ever signed up for something on the internet where they give you like a free trial? Have you ever done that? Probably some of you have, some of you might not have, and you will get to do that once you get yourself a credit card or a debit card. It's a bad idea. But on the internet, they'll be like, try this thing. You'll get one month free premium access. Just give us your email address and your credit card number. We won't charge you for a month, but you can experience everything. It'll be great. And so you try. I've done it a few times and sign up. like, great. And then I'm like, I just have to remember that in one month or one less than one month minus a day, I've got to go and unsubscribe to this thing because I don't want to pay like 30 bucks for a month of this thing, which I'm not actually that interested in but I will try for a month. And then I do this and then I forget. And so then they charge me for a month. I'm like, oh, and then I have a month where I just ignore it because I didn't want it anyway. And then I remember I've got to go stop using it. So I'll go and jump online and I'll be like, I need to unsubscribe from this thing. I need to cancel my account. And so I jump on to cancel my account and there'll be nothing in there that says you can cancel your account. It's like, you've got to chat to someone. And so then if you go chat to someone, this, and this happened to me a few times, happened to Emily like just like last week. And then you chat to someone and then it's like, I want to cancel my account. And they're like, oh, we're sorry that you want to cancel your account. Is there anything that you would like to share with us that we can improve? No, I just want to cancel my account. Oh, maybe what we could do is we could give you one month half price to help you to stay. No, please cancel my account. It's like, well, maybe what we could do actually is we'll give you three months. We'll give you three months free access and just to sweeten the deal. No, please cancel my account. No, actually what we'll do, we'll give you three months free access and you'll get super majestic access. It'll be the greatest access you've ever had. Plus, someone will come over and give you a massage. It'll be great. And you're like, no, cancel my account. They really want to keep you. They do everything they can to keep you. And sometimes in the church, we're like, we don't want people leaving. So we've got to keep them. So what are we going to do? We're going to make better music. We're going to make it more fun. We're going to make sure that we teach things which are more palatable. We're going to not say the things which are going to offend people so that people stick with Jesus. But what does Jesus do? Jesus says, does this offend you? Well, let me tell you something that is even more offensive. Because you will not cope when you see the Son of Man go to where he was before. And what does that mean? Well, in the book of John, when, you, when it talks about Jesus ascending, it's remembering that Jesus has come from heaven and is going to go back to heaven. But on the way back to heaven, Jesus the Messiah is going to go via the cross. He's going to be lifted up on a cross and, and it talks about his, it's like it's his enthronement. But instead of sitting on a throne, he gets nailed to a cross naked. He, he is the king of the world who has been uh, humiliated in front of the entire world and dies a humiliating death for the world. And that is where his truest glory is. If you are, he's saying, if you are offended by the things I've, say, I've said, then you'll be even more offended by seeing what I do to save the world. So you don't keep following me if this is offensive to you. You can leave. Jesus doesn't try and keep them. They've met their breaking point and he lets them go. Because Jesus wants people to follow him who are committed to him. 
And he's not going to try and sweeten the deal. He's not going to try and, you know, coddle them. He's going to tell them the truth. And he wants them to follow him because they know the truth. The question for us is, when we are following Jesus, what is our breaking point? What is the thing that Jesus could do or Jesus could say that will make us say, I've had enough, I am leaving? When you look at the way that people in the world respond to Jesus, there's a few things that stop people from following Jesus. There are things that he says which are, his, uh, are their breaking point. When Jesus claims to be God, they say, look, I can, I can think of Jesus as a good teacher, as a wise man, maybe as someone who is well-connected to God, but I cannot see him as God, and that is their breaking point. Or when Jesus demands that they worship him as the only king, the only way to salvation, they say, that's, that's too much. Because I, I don't want to say that, that anyone who is outside of trust in Jesus can't be saved. And so I can't, that's not the kind of God I want to worship. And so that's their breaking point and they leave. Sometimes it's the teaching of Jesus. And this is where where often can get tricky for Christians. When Jesus makes a requirement on your life, when he says, you can't have any other gods. It has to be me. You have to worship me and me alone. Or you say, that's too much because I have other things I want to worship. I want to worship money or I want to worship sex or I want to worship uh, I want to worship my family, or I want to worship my career or my achievements. These are the things that people say, we want this more than you, Jesus. And he says, well, you can't have it. And so people leave. Or when Jesus says you have to love your enemies, people say that's too much. Or you have to forgive the people who hurt you. People say that's too much. That is the breaking point. I've seen people stop following Jesus because of the, the teaching of the Bible on sexuality. That's going to be, that is a huge one at the moment and it's going to continue to be a huge one. As we, as the, what the Bible teaches and what the world says come up at odds against each other, it gets difficult to say you're going to keep following Jesus when everyone else says that you are wrong. Or when people say, look at what the church has done. Look at what people have done in the name of Jesus. We say, that is too much. If Jesus' people are terrible, then I can't keep following Jesus. And it's difficult to separate the two. And now that's not the same thing and Jesus doesn't endorse the terrible things that Christians have done around the world, but it can be a breaking point. The question is, what is your breaking point? What is it that Jesus could do or Jesus could say or the teaching of the Bible that, that, where you would say, that's enough, I've had enough, I'm done. When Jesus turns to his disciples, after they, Jesus has said this thing which is offensive, he turns to them and says, do you want to leave too? And Simon Peter answers him, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. We have come to believe and to know that you are the Holy One of God. And what Peter is saying there is he's saying, there's nowhere else to go. Jesus, you might say things which are hard. You might say things which are difficult for me to agree with, but there's nowhere else to go because in you there is life. And so I'm going to stick with you through thick and thin, 
when it's easy and when it's hard, I'm going to be with you, Jesus. We have not reached my breaking point. And maybe that is you. And that's where I want you to be. Because the truth is that it actually doesn't matter about all the other things. Everything else is peripheral to the truth of who Jesus is. If Jesus really is God, if he really did die and rise again, if eternal life truly is in him, then everything else is peripheral and you can work that out within your faith in Jesus. You don't have to leave because he says stuff that you don't like. In fact, if Jesus says something that you don't like, then probably that means that you are, you are understanding him properly because Jesus isn't going to agree with you all the time. If Jesus agrees with you all the time, then you actually probably don't know Jesus. So you can stick with him and say, I'm going to work it all out within my faith in Jesus. I remember when, um, before mobile phones came out, which I'm guessing most of you were not even alive when mobile phones became a thing. But for me, it was, it was a big deal. Because in my life, the way that I would talk to someone on the telephone is I'd have to go to the one phone in my house that was stuck on the wall and it had this little kind of like rotary thing where you'd like dial one and go and then you'd dial like nine. Nine was the long one. And then it goes and you had to wait for ages and you'd sit on the phone. There'd be one phone and you'd be talking to, you know, whoever you like, wanted to talk to. Uh, and I would often, you know, be wanting to talk to a friend or a girl, but I couldn't talk to girls, so I'd just be friends, hoping that girls would call me. I'd talk to them on the phone, and then if you wanted to, you know, go, go and meet someone, you'd be like, you'd be like, hey, I'm going to go meet you at the shops. And like, oh, all right, I'll see you there, you know, in like at, at two o'clock. I'm like, great, see you at two o'clock. And then you'd hang up, and then at two o'clock, you'd meet them there, except then they wouldn't turn up. You're like, how do I find them? I don't know, I'm just going to go home again. Or you'd wait for an hour, and then you'd go home again because you don't find them, because, and you can't call them because you don't have a mobile phone. So then when mobile phones came, it was amazing. We're like, wow, look at this. I've got a phone that I can carry in my hand. I can take it anywhere. And so you would take it anywhere. And you'd ring people just to tell people that you were on the phone somewhere where you wouldn't normally have a phone. You'd be like, duh, 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 duh. hey, I'm in the shops. They're like, oh, great. Like, on a phone, in the shops. Like, wow, it's a mobile phone. Yeah, I'm so important. And at that point in time, the only, really, it felt like only rich people had phones. So the first phone I got in my house was from my dad's work because they had the money, but we didn't have the money. But rich people owned phones themselves and they were always bankers. So you'd have this joke that we had in the 90s where you'd pick up a mobile phone and you'd say, buy, sell, buy, sell, which is not funny now, but we thought it was hilarious because like, we're like a rich banker. And, and that was what phones were. They were exciting then. That, one of the, actually, one last thing that was really exciting for us is that in the 90s, there was this deal with Optus that if you called between 8 and midnight another Optus customer, you would get free phone calls. So we would get two Optus phones and then call them, and then we would put them to our ears and talk. And you'd be like, hello. And they'd be like, hello. Like, hello, 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 hello. And you're like, oh, I can hear myself, but on a delay, this is like drugs, but freer and more healthy. It was amazing. And that was mobile phones then. Mobile phones now are completely different. Like, it's not just that you can call people or text people. You can do anything on your phone. You can take photos. You can take photos of other people taking photos. You can share these photos. You can, you can like, look for a boyfriend or a girlfriend. You can look for someone else's boyfriend or girlfriend. You can stalk someone else's boyfriend or girlfriend. You can, you can, you know, you can call in an airstrike if you want to. I, I'm not sure about that one, but I'm pretty sure it's possible. You can do pretty much whatever you want on your phone. 
And then when you have your phone, if it's not working properly, you get really upset. You're like, man, my battery only lasts like four hours and then I've got to plug in the extra battery and then that battery runs out. So then I've got to plug in my other battery. I hate my phone or your phone gets a crack in it. It's like, my phone is the worst. It's got a crack in it. Or my, my, my camera is the worst. It's too slow. Or my, my app keeps crashing and it's the worst. And so we have all this stuff, peripheral stuff around our phone, which, we, which is you know, great and fine and fun. But then if you get into an emergency situation, if you're in a situation where it is life and death, it doesn't matter about all those other things. It doesn't matter how crap your phone is or how good your phone is, how many apps you have or how few apps you have. The only thing that matters is if you can call the emergency number and say, we need help. That is the only thing that matters. Everything else is peripheral. And that's what you need it for. And with Jesus, that's what it is like. There is a lot of stuff that comes with Jesus. There's a lot of stuff which he says. Some of the stuff we think is great. Some of the stuff we think is difficult. But when it comes to a life or death situation, that is where it counts. And that should be our breaking point. If Jesus really is who he says he is, if he really died and rose again, then there really is life in him. And that is what we cling to and everything else is peripheral. And you can work out all the rest later. Sometimes when you're following Jesus, it will feel like you have to say, you can say to him, wow, Jesus, you have the words of eternal life. I love you. It's great. We're having a wonderful time. But sometimes when you're following Jesus, you feel like you will say, man, to who else will we go? I would go somewhere else if there was someone else, but there isn't. It's just you, Jesus, so I'm going to cling to you. You'll find both of those times in your life. But whatever it is that you are feeling, remember who it is that you are worshipping and what he promises to and that he is the one who defeated death at the cross and offers you eternal life and a relationship with God and say, whatever else it is, I will not leave him because he has eternal life and I will work out the rest later. And that's my challenge to you. Will you be people who say, I will commit to Jesus through thick and thin. I will commit to him whether I like what he teaches or whether I don't. I will commit to him whether I like the people who follow him or whether I don't. I will stick with him in good times and in bad. When I feel like he has the words of eternal life or I feel like there's just no one else to go to, I will stick to him because he is the one who has life for me. I will not reach my breaking point because he reached his breaking point for me. He was broken on the cross and he rose again. I will stick with him. Will you be those people? If you are not a Christian, then what this means for you is that you have to decide, is Jesus who he said he was? Is Jesus truly God who came and lived and died and rose again for you? If that is who he is, then he has the words of eternal life. Do not abandon him for any other reason. Focus on that. And then you can work out all the other stuff later. And if you are a Christian, then what this means for you is as you stick with him, Spend time figuring out all the other stuff. It is good to figure out those things. It is good to work out, what does it mean when Jesus calls me to do this? What does it mean when the Bible teaches this? What does it mean when Christians do this? 
but always focus on Jesus and the promises that he makes. And hold fast to his truth and let everything else be peripheral to Jesus, the eternal life. Jesus, the bread of life, who welcomes you into God's family and will stick with you now and forever. Do not reach your breaking point. Because outside of Jesus, there is not life. In him, there is everything you need. I'm going to pray for us. Father God, we thank you for Jesus. We thank you that he went to the cross and that he was broken for us. God, we know that sometimes some of the things that you teach us can be difficult. We know that we don't always agree with you. We know that you don't always agree with our behavior or with our society. We know that it can be hard following you. We know that some of the claims that Jesus makes are hard to swallow. But God, we also want to know that in him, in your son Jesus, there is life that he has the words of eternal life. I pray for anyone here who is asking, where else could I go? That they will see that there is nowhere else to go but Jesus. I pray for anyone here who is feeling doubt in their faith, who is feeling like giving in, that you will renew them with your spirit and they will know the strength of Jesus. And they'll know that they have life in him and that everything else is peripheral. I pray for people here who have questions, who are trying to figure out what does it mean to give their life for Jesus? What does it mean to understand who Jesus is in the light of this society? That you'll be helping them to figure those things out and to be faithful to Jesus, even when it is tough. I pray for anyone here who does not know Jesus, that you'll be showing him them the truth of who Jesus is, so that they might be able to put their trust in Him and find eternal life in Him. I pray this in the name of your Son, Jesus. Amen. Well, that was the talk, and I hope it was helpful for you. If you want more talks, or to read my blog, or order my book, or even to book me to speak, remember to go to tomfrench.com.au. It's my home on the internet. You can also find me on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash TWFrench or on Insta at TWFrench. And don't forget to give this podcast a rating and review wherever you get your podcast so that other people might be able to discover it too. Till next time, have a good one.